0: My name is Matthew Chase Daniel and we're at the state capitol in Santa Fe, New Mexico to show the Echozoic Era and the work I have in this show is delicate somewhat ephemeral wall sculptures made out of uh, leaves and some seed pods but mostly leaves bound together, sewn together, compressed together and this work grew out of a series I've been doing for the last 10 or 15 years of these tall wooden poles that are made, put in different places uh, around the world. I've done them in Europe, in Long Island, New York, and New Mexico, and Arizona. They are made locally from local natural materials. Uh, sometimes those have seeds, so here I've done them with uh, buffalo gourds, which are small, round, wonderful little natural gourds that don't have a lot of practical uses in our uh, culture, society they're not edible but they're beautiful and I've noticed them for years so years ago when I first moved to New Mexico maybe 20-25 years ago I started just collecting them on walks because I liked them and I had little piles of them And then I had a tall wooden pole I bought for something else and lying around and I tied a bunch of them to the top of it dug a hole and stuck it upright like a flagpole in the middle of my yard. So from that grew this whole series of these pole sculptures that are made in different places. So I go to a place and collect materials, so it could be sheaves of leaves or wild vines or these gourds or bunches of wool that have a relationship to that place. When I walk around here in New Mexico it's hard to see the what's around me because I'm used to it and I recognize the plants and the animals and stuff. When you go to a place that you're unfamiliar with, uh, all that stuff becomes fresh and new. So I really enjoy doing that. But to, to get back to the seed part, <laughs> the seeds, so say the buffalo gourds are, there's maybe 100 or 200 of these gourds strung up on these poles and they're, they're beautiful. And they, but over time, the wind blows and there's snow and ice and rain and hail and dryness and moisture and they crumble and they fall apart and the flesh of the fruit disperses in the wind and falls to the ground and the seeds scatter and blow down maybe end up in a arroyo and are washed further away. And those seeds will maybe sprout and grow again. The flesh will rot into the soil and provide nutrients for other things that grow. And so what the polls are about Rather than a sculpture, you know, often so many sculptures that we appreciate are bronze or stone or something that will last forever, and these are the opposite of that. It's about the ephemerality of the object, and it's about the cycles of life. So these sculptures are born as I make them and install, and install them, and then they have a lifespan of maybe three months or three years, depending on the material. And over time, they break down. And at the end, it's just a wooden pole with a little bit of string hanging and all the plant material, all the materials are gone. And, uh, and those materials go back into the landscape from which they came and find a new life and then come back again in a way that I may never see, probably would never see. The beauty for me in a seed is the beauty of, it's a little symbol of that whole process in that there's this genetic material in this tiny little seed. It will be born, if it's lucky, um, into a new plant and create new fruit and new seeds and maybe nourish people or animals or um, other plants with its body using the sun and the soil and the water and all this sort of magical process. So the seed is this sort of beginning symbol of this circle of life and regeneration. And maybe there isn't really a beginning if it's, since it's a circle that keeps turning on itself, but it's a very poignant point in that um, circle. To me, it's just still amazing that you can have two tiny little seeds that you, I can barely distinguish. And one might be a tomato and one might be basil and you plant them in the soil and you take care of them and nurture them and give them water and a protected environment. And, you know, several months later, you have big red tomatoes and leaves of basil and you can have salad, little caprese salad. And it's, uh, it's just remarkable that that material and that knowledge and that is all contained in that tiny little thing. When I was a kid, I grew up in New York City I was five so I saw a lot of the the natural world was looking up out of a stroller at the leaves at the bottom of the leaves on the trees but when I was five in 1970 or so my parents were tired of the city and wanted a different sort of life and so we all moved to this little mountain town in northwestern northwestern Connecticut and uh, Got a horse and had an apple tree in an old Victorian house that we fixed up and planted a big garden. and uh, so there was where I first learned about gardens and seeds and that at that young age, it just became a natural a natural part of life to plant seeds to grow some food, never grew all of the food we ate, and I never have since and, to be able to plant something and nurture it and then eat it (laughs) is kind of wonderful for me. So I have a garden here in New Mexico still. We grow some tomatoes and green chard and growing uh, a big patch of blue corn that we grow most years. And the blue corn seed came from a friend who got it maybe from Zuni Pueblo originally. I'm not sure where it came from, but it's traditional Pueblo and blue corn. So she grew a big patch and gave us one of her best ears to plant and we took the seeds off and planted it. And now each year we collect the best seeds from that and plant them. This year when I couldn't find the nice corn cob that I, with the best seeds. So I just, I st- on my counter from last year, I had a big glass jar of uh, blue corn that I just used. I grind it sometimes and make, pancakes or whatever. So I just took, you know, a handful of this, those seeds um, from the kitchen and planted them. And now they're maybe eight inches tall this year so far. So I love that, too. That it's the same thing that you eat, that it's not like, oh, this is the corn you eat and this is the corn you plant. We get It's easy to get into this thing where, you're like, we should go buy our seed packets at the store because it's time to plant, whereas we can just... Um, it's the same beans and corn and all that we, uh, that we eat, and those plant fine, generally. So I like the magic of that, too, and the directness of that, and that the garden is right outside my kitchen door, and that that corn's been sitting there all fall and winter and spring, and now it's like, oh, I can throw a little of this out here, and at the end of the year, get a whole lot more.